message today. Rod, you just pushed me. Then drew near unto Jesus all the publicans. Publicans are tax collectors. These are the scum of the earth. You know Congress's approval rating is pretty low right now. Don't you know that? Say yes or no. They want to talk about how bad the president's approval rating is. I'm going to tell you, theirs is a whole lot worse. Okay? This is who they were. Politicians, publicans were tax collectors and crooks. Not every politician is a crook, but many of them are. I hate to say it. It's the truth. It's the way it is. Okay? So drew near to Jesus these low-life losers, that's what sinners were, and these crooks to hear Jesus. So who did Jesus draw close to himself to hear what he was about to say? Somebody tell me. Sinners and publicans or low-life losers and crooks. Okay? Tax collectors and other low-life losers. So this is who Jesus is bringing near to himself. That should tell us something right there. Isn't it nice? God Almighty comes close to losers. Yes or no? Isn't that cool? Isn't that nice? That was us. That was me. That was my mama drunk one night sitting on 109 River Road and her chair drunk like she always is. And Billy Graham came on the TV. And that night after hearing that message, she looked at me drunk. We're going to church in the morning. Little did I know it would change our whole world. Three weeks later, we would be saved. I'm glad that Jesus still comes close to losers. Amen. Say. Amen. So... So the Pharisees and the scribes murmured at Jesus. These are the religious people. They murmured. What does that mean? Under their breath, they're talking to one another about Jesus. You know how people do, don't you? <laughs> talking under their breath. That's what they were doing. And they murmured at him, saying, this man receives who? Come on, church, help me. This man receives who? Not only does he receive them, he does what? Eats their food. I remember years ago... I was in North Carolina, Rockingham. I was a young fella. I was a young ministry fella. Probably 17, 18 years old, but the Lord had really had his hand on my life for the last year or so. And, and Mrs. Nuttall, I hope, she's, uh, I hope she's alive, but she probably isn't. But if she is alive, I hope she's not watching. But she invited us over to eat. These were country. I thought I was country. But this lady, I mean, I tell you what, we went. And it was just downright nasty. The whole place, everything. It's hard to eat when they're just nasty all around you. You understand? Yes or no? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm sort of nasty. You hear me what I'm saying? If, if I couldn't handle it, you still couldn't handle it. I'm going to tell you that right now. But this is Jesus. I mean, he's eating with people. That the Pharisees look at him and go, man, look at him eating with those nasty people. Say nasty folks. Say nasty folks. Nasty folk. They were sweet people, though. The nutalls. Amen. So often we judge people by the way they look or what their house might be or what money they have. That lady could sew, made me a beautiful quilt. You just never know what's behind somebody. Amen. Or oh, me. So, he's talking to sinner, sinners and publicans or low-life losers and crooks who was watching. The Pharisees were watching this go on. They were self-righteous religious leaders. We're talking about making decisions in this story. And he's making a parable of them. So, you got the people he's talking to. And, of course, he's talking to those religious freaks as well that are so mean and, and judgmental. But he's really talking to these people right here. All right? So, now we know who Jesus was talking to. He was talking to them. 
He was talking to publicans, sinners, and who? Sit with me. One more time. He's talking to who? Publicans, sinners. That's about all of us, guys. Yes or no? Say. I'm sure you'd say some of you have done some crooked things in life here in this room. Some of you say you, you, you've been pretty well a, a loser sometimes in your life. And some of you would probably say, I've been judgmental in my life. I've, I've looked down my nose at people. It's pretty much all of us in this picture. Y'all with me or not? Say. So he got us. Now, he sets up the big story that we're going to tell you today by telling us two little stories. And i got to keep moving because I could preach just on one of these little stories. The first little story he tells us is one lost sheep. Say that with me. One lost sheep. What man of you, he's talking to the sinners and the crooks and to the religious folk back there that are looking down their nose at him, running their mouth to one another about him. What man of you, if you have a hundred sheep and you lose one of them, one of them, does he not lead the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that little one that's lost until he finds it? And when he's found it, he takes that sheep that little lost sheep and puts it on his shoulders, and he does what? Rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying, Rejoice with me! I found my sheep, which was lost. That's the first story. Did we get it or not? Say, who doesn't do that? Who wouldn't do that? Yes or no? Amen or oh me? I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one what? Over one what? That repents more than over the 99 just persons which need no repentance. God's not authoring sin. God's not about us screwing our life up. He doesn't want us to do that. But I'm going to tell you right now, when we do it, He stands. (laughs) He'll even go after us and find us. And instead of beat us with a stick, there's the chastening of the Lord. So often that chastening has already happened when we make these dumb decisions. Amen. But he'll receive us to himself. He says if we confess our what? He's faithful and just to do what? Forgive us and cleanse us. And the picture here is of a sinner lost. And God just has that sinner, that sheep on his shoulder carrying him. And not just carrying him, rejoicing when he gets back. Amen. And he calls others to do it with him. So that's story number one. Second little story. Now these are right out of the Bible. They're right on top of one another, getting us to where we're going. One lost coin. So you got the one lost sheep. Now lost coin. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver if she lose one piece? Now this ain't a penny. This is some money. These things have value. Does she not light a candle, light, a, light up the house, and sweep the whole house? How many have ever done that before? You lost something. Man, you swept the whole place. That's right, ain't it? You lose something of value that is valuable to you, and you will, you'll turn the house upside down for it. Who wouldn't do that until she finds it? And when she's found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together and say, Rejoice with me. I found that piece of whatever that I lost. Likewise, I say unto you, There is joy, say it with me, in the presence of the what? Angels of God over one what? That repents. Can you imagine the low-life losers and the crooks that heard this message? It must have been music to their ears, wasn't it, say? Because the Pharisees, they had become radicalized. 
Man, they were, they were so judgmental. And they had the law, the law of God, but they had the law of God on steroids. And they were talking about, man, straining your tea and just make sure there's not a little gnat in it. And it was crazy. And they lost the love for people. Did you hear me? And so this was a message that really sounded really good to the folks. Lost sheep, lost coin. Wow, he's setting the table. Amen? I'm pitiful at telling the stories the way Jesus could tell them. But now the big story. He had their attention, didn't he? Yes or no? Amen. Just like this has got your attention probably now. The lost sheep, the lost coin. Now the big story. This is the big movie. You know when you go to the movies and you have them little movies? Back in the day you used to have little movies, little cartoons. I always loved the cartoons for the big movie. I don't know why they don't do that anymore. What a demand it. Bring us our little cartoons back. We like that. Gets us in the mood, doesn't it? Don't start right away with me. I need to get in the mood. Give me some popcorn. Little movies coming up. The little guy. Then give me two of them. I like this. Then the big one. Plus I feel like I'm getting a better deal. Here we go. The big story. The prodigal son. That's what we call this. The prodigal son. But it's also the prodigal's dad. And it's the prodigal's brother. We call it the prodigal son. But it's, it's the prodigal's son, the prodigal's dad, and it's the prodigal's brother. This is, this is more than just one person here. We're talking about decisions now. And I'm just walking through. Let's see what kind of decisions we can find. The prodigal son. Sinner. A sinner. Jesus speaking. And guys, I can't add to this too much. This is so well done, so well written in the Scriptures. I'll just say a word or two. Let's see what happens. So Jesus has the audience now. He's got the publicans. Those are your crooks, tax collectors, dirty politicians. He's got the sinners, low-life losers, just nasty folk. He's got the religious folk back here that are judging folk and looking down their nose, talking about him. He's told two stories, and now the big story. And he said a certain man had how many sons? Help me now. And the younger of them, so two sons, so the youngest of the two, said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. Give me my inheritance. Give me what's coming to me. I know I'm young, but I want it now. And he divided unto them his living. So... He got it. Daddy asked for it. I mean, he, this boy asked for it, and Daddy gave it to him. Y'all with me so far? And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, and he took his journey, because he could travel now. He took his journey to a far country. And there he what? Here's our word. There he what? That's prodigal. He prodigalized his inheritance. That's what the word prodigal means. There he wasted his substance with what kind of living? Righteous living. Living like a fool. You give a young man or a young woman money. It can turn them into crazy people. Money's not bad, but the love of money is, isn't it, say? You love money? How many would just raise a hand and say, the love of money caused me some serious pain in my life? Let me see some hands. Come on, just tell, talk to us. It caused me some, some crap in my life. And that's what's happening here. He wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, he spent everything. Are you kidding me? 
You can fill in the blank there with riotous living. There arose a mighty famine in the land. Hmm. But now he's broke and ain't no joke. What are you going to do? He spent everything. There arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in what? Reminds me of people that win the lottery. Usually most people that win the lottery are broke within about two years. How do you do that? Major athletes, I said not long ago, they get these record-breaking salaries. Insanity to play a ball game? And within ten years, some of them are homeless. Are you kidding me? They have more money than we'll ever see. It can be gone like that, man. And that's what happened to him. Times got hard. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. So here's a son, got a pretty wealthy inheritance, healthy inheritance, wasted it, prodigalized his inheritance, and now he didn't have anything like, with riotous living, wine, women, craziness going on. You can imagine what he's spent it on. And so now he's in want. There's famine in the land. He joins himself to somebody. He's out there feeding pigs. How many ever had a pig farm? You ever fed some pigs? I know, I know Chuck did. Chuck Bear's coach. That's what they did. It's big, big stuff. Big business. That's pretty nasty, ain't it? My uncle had some pigs. Them things are stinky. And they are nasty. And as a boy, I mean, it wasn't fancy. This was not a fancy farm at all. It was nasty. And we'd go down there and we'd feed dead old pigs. And and they just nasty, smelly. They water, they water in their own crap and everything. Excuse my language this morning. I've been away. And he would have fain filled his belly with the what? He's so hungry. He has nothing. He's wasted or prodigalized his inheritance. And he's so hungry. He's just willing to eat the, the husk. The nasty pig food. And no man gave unto him. So this is his life. He lost his senses. Say that with me. He lost his what? Number one, he lost his what? Lost his senses. Give me what's mine. You know, you know. And then he lost, he had no spiritual sense. He had no spiritual sense. Give me is what that will get you. Give me, give me, give me. And that's what he got. He went into a far country. He wasted his inheritance. Then a famine came. And he joined himself to this citizen. Started eating pig husk. That's the story here of this sinner, the prodigal. And when he came to himself, say came to himself. Come on, help me. When he came to himself, he said, here's what he said. And that's what happens, guys. We make decisions and we make bad decisions. We say, give me. We say, I deserve this. Many times, we say, I'm not happy. In a marriage, I'm not happy. And the decisions we'll make, bad choices. Amen or oh me, yes or no? I've been at this a long time. Both men and women do it, but I, I've especially seen a lot of men, and I've experienced the hurt in my own life through this, but I've seen a lot of men <laughs> leave a beautiful wife. And it's amazing how they lose their senses. 
They can't see the beautiful, lovely, awesome person right there that they have. They're willing to go over here and wallow in mud and eat some husk and, and mess. You get the message of this story, yes or no? It's a big deal. And he's talking to sinners. That's the main thing. These people have done that. These people have made horrible choices. The folks in the back judged them. These crooks had stolen. They've done all these horrible things. And Jesus is telling them this story. It's really a story of hope. And when he came to himself, listen, when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? How many of my hired servants are eating better than I am, and I'm here hungry? I'm going to arise. I'm going to go to my father. Isn't that great? Yes or no? Say He came to his his senses. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to go to my father. Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your what? That took a lot of humility, right? Humility is awesome. That's beautiful. And that's what he did. He humbled himself. But let's see what happened. Let's see what happened in this story. So when he came to himself, help me, buddy, I'm pushing. He regained his senses. Good. Beautiful. That's what Jesus wants us to do. He had spiritual sense. Thank you. I will arise. Say that with me. I will what? I will arise. I will what? I will go. Say it with me. I will what? Say. I will say what? I have what? I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be called your son. But here's the thing. We have a great God. Say, I have a great God. How many have royally screwed up in your life. And you've had to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I just screwed up, man. How many, it was hard to do that, wasn't it? But how many of you received the forgiveness of God? You're clean today. Can I see your hands? Let's praise Him for that. I'm clean today. I'm clean today. This is a great story that I can't do justice. He said, I've sinned, make me a servant. So let's see what happens. He's taught something. Hear that? Drive me crazy. But anyway, now that was his mind. That's what he wanted to do. But what will the father do? What will the father do? What will the father say? So the prodigal's dad. So that's the prodigal son. And this is our father, guys. He's the forgiving father. He arose, the the, the sinner kid, the, the, the prodigal, the waster, the one who made horrible decisions, the loser, the crook. He came to his father. He made a decision, I'm going to go home. I'm not going to claim sonhood. I'm a son. No! I'm going to just be a servant. But here's the beauty of our dad, our father God. He arose and he came to his father when he was a great way off. Say it with me. His father what? God, y'all got to help me. His father what? Why did his father see him? Because he was what? He was looking for him. Amen. And that's where the devil lies to us. We get in our sin because we're sinners. And then the devil will just bombard us that there's no hope, there's no forgiveness, there's no way I can come back, there's no way I have a future anymore. See, that's just, that's just throwing bad decisions in your head. One bad decision after another. That's not true. God loves you. God loves me. Say that with me. God loves me. One more time. God loves me. That's what Elise and the team were singing about. That's why she wanted that song. You see way better than other folk do. See, God knows us that we're a sinner. Even when we're doing the right thing, we're still sinners. On our best day, we still 
our law. We're still sinners inside. We're saved, but only by His grace. So we think we're doing good and God loves us. No, God loves you when you're lost. And God loves you when you're saved, but you're still a sinner. All right? So He loves you. He's a forgiving Father. He's looking for you to come back home. That's what this story is all about. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had what? Had what? The word is what? Love. Love. He had love for him. And then what did, he, did the daddy do? He what? Ran away from the boy? Ran towards him. We are so deceived. And we stay in our sin. I've dealt with a lot of people, guys, over the years. We're so deceived that we think we've gone too far, we can't come back. That is such a lie. Boy, when, when, when the Lord saved me, He had to reach way down. Amen? He's still got those long arms. Say long arms. He's still got long arms. Praise the Lord. Come on, you ought to praise the Lord. He's got long arms, baby. Long arms! I love And He had compassion on him, and He ran, and He fell on His neck. And he kissed him. I can't really relate to this story. But there was a time that uh, the closest I came to relating to this story was when my son Mitch, who's sitting back there, was in Fort Myers. And our family was going through a real hard crisis. And we were hurting. And he was hurting. And uh, I loved him so much. I was hurting. He's hurting. Lisa's hurting. But he was on my mind. He's my son. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I said, I'm, the Lord touched me. I'm going to go see Mitch today. And he's sitting back there. He don't know I'm going to say this stuff. It's a wonder he even comes to church here. But I said, I want to see you today. I'm coming to Fort Myers. Will you meet me down at the beach or can I come pick you up? And he said, I'll meet you over there. And he probably drove his Jeep and I drove mine. And he hopped in mine and we went down to the beach, walked on that pier. I cried, he cried. And Mitch said something to me that day. He was working down there, had a band. But he's working another job because that band don't pay too good. But he was broken, I was broken. And Mitch said to me, nobody loves me here. I don't even know if you remember saying that, but he said that to me. Nobody loves me down here. I guess that meant his work or whatever he was doing. And he said, I'd like to come back home. And I was just thrilled because Elise had been praying for that. And, uh, and like I said, I can't relate like this story because, you know, I hadn't given Mitch an inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that ain't happening, so we knew that didn't happen. 
But he came back home. And he hadn't been in church, I don't believe, too much. And then me and Raj went out to Colorado, right, Raji? And Mitch. And buddy, maybe the next service, can you find that song? I don't know if you can pull it up for the next service or not. But Mitch wasn't with us at the church and singing or whatever, but he and I went on that trip and Raj was with us and we sang out there in those Colorado mountains. And we sang those songs that when he was a boy, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound it saved her. And we sang them live right out there in the mountains. And we sang Faithful Friends sitting on a rock. You remember that, don't you? Son, you with me? You ain't run out yet? Did you know it won't long after that without any pressure, without pushing Mitch or trying to twist his arm, come to church or point the finger? None of that mess. He was hurting. I was hurting. But you know, and it wasn't long after that, maybe a few months or something, boy, Mitch started back at church and started singing again for the Lord. Aren't you glad that he made that decision? Say amen. Because we all know you could have made money in any band you sang in. If you'd have found the right person, the right band, you'd have been successful, son. We know that. But you're successful right here and we love you. And I wasn't planning on saying all that. But it's the truth. Amen. The way I love my son is, is puny, is pitiful to the way God loves you and me. I'm just a puny, pitiful example of how much he loves us. Amen. And God's willing, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, no matter if you're away from Him, He loves a snot out of you. Amen? What time is it? Okay, great. Here we go. So he arose. He came to his father when he was a great way off. His father saw him, had compassion, and ran. He fell on his neck, and he kissed him. Amen. I love that. I love this story. He arose. He came to his father, the forgiving father. And when he was a great way off, his father, what, saw him, had compassion on him, ran to him. Why? Because he loved him. And you know why else he ran to him in this story? The publicans, the low-life losers, remember the religious leaders in the back, the ones that judged? Well, there was a law, and it was really God's law. This young man would have been stoned to death. Did you hear me or not? This young man would have been what? Because of the way he had lived his life, the way he had treated his father, the way he had disrespected the family. So why did the father run to him? To keep him from being what? That's why, guys, we don't need to throw rocks in church at each other. Amen? Say. Let's let the other churches do that. Let's not do that here. Y'all hear me or not? Say. I've still got enough strength. I can pop you. I'm serious. We don't want this to be a stone-throwing church. Yes or no? Amen. Amen. That's why he did that. If a man have a stubborn, rebellious son, the law says, which will not obey his voice of his father, the voice of his mother, and that when they've chastened him will not hearken unto them, then shall his father and mother lay hold on him, bring him out to the elders of the city outside the gate of the city. That's why he ran out there to him. And they shall say unto the elders of his city, This is our son. He's stubborn. He's rebellious. He'll not obey his voice. He's a glutton. He's a drunkard, etc. He's wasteful. And all the men of the city shall do what to him? Stone him with what? 
that he'll die, so shall you put evil away from you, and Israel shall hear and fear. This is what would have happened to him. If we got what, you know what I love? It's an old country saying. I'll say to somebody, how you doing? They'll say, better than I deserve. Amen. This is what the boy deserved. But his father forgave him. He fell on his neck. He kissed him. Beautiful. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Father, I've sinned. Repentance is important. i got to fly. Turning. The father responds. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Look at this. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Give the boy some new shoes. Bring hither the fatted calf. Let's have a party. Amen. Say, this is how God looks at you. You may be sinning today and you're away from God. Listen to me. You're watching online. I don't know who you are. Listen on the radio. God loves you. He wants you to come to him. It's party time. Amen. Say, that's what happens when you turn to the Lord. Yeah, come on. Praise the Lord, church. Come on. Some of us have been there. All right, bring the best robe, the best robe. That's my robe. Put my, get my robe out of the closet and put on him. Put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet. Bring the fatted calf. He kept one ready. He kept one ready the day his boy was coming home. That old fatted calf was over. He looked every day for that boy, and that calf was ready. We're going to have this party one day. I believe God's going to bring that boy home to me. And that's what God, the Bible says Jesus is right now at the Father's right hand making intercession for us. That's how much Jesus loves you. He gave his life for you, but he's also praying for you. He's praying for you that you'll come to him. He loves you, not to beat you up with a stick. He wants to forgive you. That's God's love. This was my son. He was dead. I thought he was dead. He could have been dead. But he ain't dead anymore. He's alive. He's alive. Can you feel it or not? I'm going to have a stroke up here. He was lost. He's found. I can see my drunk mama. My drunk mama. My mama who'd hurt my daddy, cheated on my daddy, run around, run around, hurt our whole family. I could just see that, man, when she responded, we're going to church in the morning. Oh my gosh, I can see the angels in heaven, their ears picking up. What? And not just she got saved, I got saved. Wow. This is, this is our Father. This is our God. And guys, He's that way when we've sinned, when we're children of God, and yet we get away from Him. This is beautiful, ain't it? But you gotta make the decision. You gotta believe this. This my son was dead, he's alive, he was lost, now he's found, they began to be merry. My son was dead. He's alive. I got to go. He was lost. Now he's found. Last one, the prodigal. But he had a brother, didn't he? If you know the story, you know it, but I got to get to it. He sort of fits the picture of the Pharisees, the ones that judge. But he's like us. He's very sensible. What he was thinking was right. It was true. His brother had wasted everything. His brother was a jerk. His brother did wrong. It was horrible what he did to the family, to his dad, to the reputation of the whole family. It was the truth. But that's still not right to think about somebody like that and have hate in your heart or unforgiveness. Now his elder son was in the field. He came and he drew near the house. He heard the music, old-fashioned spelling, and dancing. He called one of the servants and he says, what's, what's the party for? 
And he said unto him, your brothers come home. Your father's killed the fatty calf that he's been holding out for him. He's received him safe and sound. Oh man, your brother's home. And he was what? He was what? Guys, I really want to encourage you about people. Anybody can be angry. Anybody can throw a stone. It doesn't take any, any sense at all to do that. But it takes something special to forgive. That's who I want to be. You hear me, yes or no? You spell my name right, Gary, with two R's. I want to be that guy that forgives. That's who I want to be because I know that's who my daddy is. I want to be like my daddy. Am I always? No. But that's what I want to be like. Amen? But this brother, he was just in the natural. That's what happens. He was angry. He wouldn't go into the party. Therefore came his father out and, and entreated him. You're, come on! So he was angry. He wouldn't go in. And he answering his father said, Lo, these many years I've served you. I haven't transgressed you, Dad. Not one time. Your commandments. You never gave me a fat calf. That I might go and make merry with my friends. I served. I never transgressed. These are commendable things. What's that got to do with forgiving your brother? You never. You never. You, this is pathetic. I got to go, Roger. I can say so much more. I, I, or you never is never good. If you say that, I, I, or you never, you never, I, I, you never, it's never good. Do you hear me or not say? Trying to talk to somebody, well, you, you never, probably you ain't going to do too well with that. And as soon as your son was come, which has devoured your living, he's a prodigal, wasted everything with harlots, prostitutes, you've killed a calf for him. Way to go, Dad. Keep looking, buddy. Push me. You killed the fatted calf. What does God give you when you come back to him? He gives you what? Boy, that ain't easy to do, is it? But God does it. It's a great story. We said this verse already. He'll forgive us if we confess. Amen? And he said, son, the daddy talking, you're always with me. All that I have is yours. Everything I have is yours, son. This was right, son. Daddy talking. God talking to the church today. It's right that we throw a party and we're glad because, see, your brother was dead. His senses was dead. His heart was not right. But let me tell you something. He's alive again. Say he's alive again. He was lost and now he's what? See, that's why we're having the party. Not, no, not, it wasn't about you. You've always been with me. You're always going to be with me. But this boy was dead and he's alive and it's party time. The father says, you're always with me. All I have is yours. You should celebrate and be glad. Your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. The prodigal. Am I done, Raj? Help me, brother. Life-changing decisions. But the Pharisees what? And we're going to end with this verse. Is that okay? I guess not. 
But the Pharisees, and say this with me, but the Pharisees and what? Murmured, saying, this man, Jesus, receives who? You know what Jesus says? Spell my name right. That's who I am. show my decision. I'm seated at the right hand of God the Father right now. I'm here. And I'm saying. But now you know where I stand, Jesus says. I stand ready. Matter of fact, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open that door, I'll come into him and have supper with him. And he with me. What's your decision? It's your move. Where are you at in the story today? Let this story sink in. And let's see where it can find some good ground in our life. Amen. Yes or no? And I want to stand with Jesus. Gary wants to stand with Jesus. Even though I'm a nut. I want to stand with Jesus. Amen. Say. Let's praise the Lord for his word. i got to quit. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. I liked it. Amen.